Welcome to the Bro Show Live. What is going on, everybody? I am Scobo One. Panel is assembled, and we have guest Mr. Grow It this evening. How are y'all doing? Cheers. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome, Mr. Grow It. I hear you like to be called Chris, so we'll do that. But we gotta say your yep. username so people can Google you. Mr. Grow It, you see it on the neon sign. Thank you very much for joining us. He's a YouTube professional. He's on all sorts of uh, videos, podcasts, shows, and et cetera. I mentioned him on our uh, Instagram page today from the, from the stash. Works with the CLTV guys. Um, we've interviewed them before. And he also does some of his own stuff. So that's really cool. For girl, he's going to share a little bit of that here. Um, we learned about these guys through Painted Lady. She was on his show that's now over 100,000 views. So if you haven't seen that, make sure you check that out. That is incredible probably the most popular of all of our uh appearances on anything so that's amazing um thank you for uh being here yeah thanks for having me that episode of painted lady was incredible i mean people loved uh what was said within that episode we were talking about um different ways to feed bottled nutrients and, and nutrients that we've used in the past and so on and so forth very very valuable video for a lot of people a lot of positive feedback in the comments so yeah if you haven't seen that yet uh definitely recommend you you tune in sometime in the future i was yeah, so we... nervous i was i couldn't even say rhizosphere i think I, said <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous so i'm glad that there's good feedback on that because i sounded like an idiot at times but I, I really yeah, she was like, I was, she was saying she was so nervous to do the show and I hadn't heard of you yet at that time. And I was like, why are you so nervous? We do shows all the time. And now it's got a hundred thousand views. I get it. I totally, I totally get it. So, uh, we appreciate you being here, sharing your uh, knowledge with our viewers. Um, if you take the sum total of all of our videos, we might be in that neighborhood, a little South of it, but we're getting there. We're almost to 500,000. So I'm sure they're well past that. If that's what these videos are getting, that's for sure. It's a good yeah. way to do a cheap plug. And so we can flex a little bit. I mean, <laughs> there's shows that are smaller than ours, but theirs isn't one of them. That's for sure. But anyhow, we appreciate you for being here. And uh, I've got some questions I wrote down. I think that the, the uh, first one we like to go with is like, what got you into growing? You know, that's the, the, the lead-in question I like to ask everybody. What inspired you to grow in the first place? Uh, well, I mean, I've been consuming cannabis, honestly, since I was 12. And I'm uh, I'm 36 now. Uh, so I've been smoking for quite a while. And, uh, you know, it was, it was black market for so many years, so many years. So I, I've been through all of that. Um, but when it started to become legal is really, well, actually, it was right before then, is when I started growing. I started growing in 2010. So I've been going for about 12 years now. And then, uh, as most of you remember, we went rec in what Colorado and I think it was Washington in 2012. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. It might have been Oregon. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, you know, for me, starting to grow was more about, like, not paying for it. You know what I mean? So, like, being able to grow my own and harvest my own and smoke my own. You know, home grow is always better than the stuff on the streets. Absolutely. So that, yeah, so it kind of got me into it. I had a friend who uh, he grew and I would go over his house and it would just be like, it was kind of like mind blowing. The first time you see plants, like healthy plants, plants of flowering and you're like, whoa, what is this all about? 
you know, and he had the Fox farm nutrients, Fox farm soil. And so like I was picking his brain on it and then I got my plants going and he was just my mentor. You know what I mean? He had already been through several grows. So he had just told me what to do with the Fox farm nutrients, Fox farm soil, HID lighting. Um, and then, clones. Uh, those are from seed. Yeah. He's okay. Uh, yeah. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, we just started growing and I spent the first six years actually just in Fox farm soil and Fox farm nutrients, the wow. trio of nutrients. Yeah. And then I actually got, you know, I really started watching YouTube in like 2014 ish, 2013 ish, as far as like growers. I was like, holy crap, there's people actually posting their grows on here. I didn't even know that was allowed. Do you, do you remember <laughs> any of the names from back then that you were watching on YouTube? Oh, yeah. I mean, a uh, lot of these guys followed a lot of old YouTubers. They like to mention them. Grateful Grower. Did For you ever Grower? Grateful Grower. Yeah. Really Coffee Cup. Yep. Yep. He was <laughs> awesome. Um, but, uh, man, I, I'm coming up blank to begin. Yeah. Uh, putting on the spot I, here. Urban Remo. <laughs> There, yeah, Remo, um, Medicropper, Medicropper. Um, I had a uh, similar experience when I had a friend look at my garden that had only consumed cannabis before. He was like, you know what? I never thought about the before it's in a bag part of cannabis before. To him, it was always just a product. And he looked at it and he was like, this is really fascinating that you know how to do this. And it was really foreign to them. And I thought, and that's really cool that you kind of had a similar experience. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's just like any beginner grower, my first few grows, well, not every beginner grower, but a lot of beginner growers back then, which I didn't have much information. So my grows weren't really that great to begin. Right. Like nowadays people have kind of a leg up, right. They can go on YouTube. There's plenty of websites now where you can go and learn and see, you know, uh, what the, pro what the final results should be. Definitely. Um, now um, it seems to be more common that people have like a lot of beginner's luck and then have the problems that we started with and then uh, really doubt themselves or struggle with, you know, whatever PM or herm, herm plants and this and that. Yep. And that's how you get better, right? Is going through those uh, downsides. Yep. Um, you know, you learn and then you, uh, you look to improve. Continuous improvement is definitely something I believe in. So. Exactly. So you started now, back then and, and uh, let me see, where'd you leave off? Yeah. I was trying to figure out where I left off. So like, uh, 2015 ish is when I posted my first video on YouTube. And, um, you know, I had some experience, uh, you know, doing the filming and editing before I was doing like comedy videos for a little while. And then, uh, and I was like, Hey, I like growing. I like the filming and editing. People are actually doing that on YouTube. I think if YouTube allows it, it could actually turn into something. So I was like, why not start? You know? So mm -hmm. I started, um, my channel back then was actually called just grow it. And um, it, that channel actually turned, it was my channel to begin, but it turned it into a community channel. Uh, for those that don't know what a community channel is, it's basically a channel where growers from all over can submit in videos and the best videos will get featured onto the channel. So it was like a new video every day, submission based. Um, and that was, that lasted for until like 2018, the beginning of 2018, I believe. And then YouTube killed that off. That's a, the great YouTube I was going to ask purge. if you got hit by that bandwidth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I remember they when that, that happened. Out. That was devastating. They called it the purge. It was like 685 videos down the drain. Man. Um, just, you know, boom. And so that was completely crushed. Uh, but I had restarted another channel in like 2017, which is a channel that I have now, my main channel, and just continued to post my videos on there and, and grow it since then. So um, since then, I've also 
let's see, I've written a book, written a book for beginners called Seven Steps to Grow Cannabis. That's available on Amazon and my website. Um, I am part of multiple podcasts. I have a garden talk podcast with me and then guests like Peyton Lady. Peyton Lady was on one of them. Um, we're up to episode like 60 something now from the Stash podcast. Me, Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV and Pigeons 420. That's another podcast. And I have an unfiltered podcast because um, my garden talk podcast is kind of like it's called clean. We try to uh, keep things clean. We try to keep it monetized so we can reach a larger audience. Because once YouTube suppresses your content, I mean, you're, you're not getting any views. So I wanted to try to do something clean and, and uh, focus on all plants, not just cannabis. Uh-huh. So we have growers, like we had somebody on talking about tomatoes one time. Um, and then I have my unfiltered, which is just talk about whatever, you know, it's it's not just cannabis growing, but all cannabis topics. So. Now, is that, is that just, uh, you know, interviewer prep or is that a, a lot of like heavy editing on the back end to kind of keep it clean? Because I'll be honest, like I kind of knew who you were before I even watched one of your videos. And then I watched a couple of your videos and, and I'm like, oh, wow, he's doing a real good job of like skirting around this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I kind of wish I would have thought of that six years ago or whatever, you know. Um, but it, yeah, what like what I, I mean, obviously the enforcement kind of just forced that upon you. But uh, you know, how do you manage that from a, a production standpoint? Well, like you mentioned, it's, it's kind of is upfront, right? So I, I warn people upfront that we want to do a clean podcast in order to reach the larger audience, you know, so uh, no showing plants, well, cannabis plants, uh, YouTube will just age restrictive video right then and there. Um, avoiding saying the words cannabis, weed or marijuana, I have some people call them hemp or medicinal plants. It's fine. People know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's easier than you think to avoid saying those words and just talk about, uh, you know, saying plants, talk about plants in general. And a lot of things that we do when we grow cannabis relates to other plants as well. So sure. I have the people that don't even grow cannabis that watches that podcast and cool. uh, they get a lot of valuable information on it because we're talking about, you know, uh, regenerative gardening. We're talking about organics we're talking just all sorts IPM, of everything stuff. Yeah, yeah i love so. it just so many different topics like you said you're up to 60 plus episodes now and each one is pretty much a different you know at least a different perspective on a topic you know it's great exactly for, yep. for the chat real quick i know that you guys aren't super involved in youtube or anything but there's thousands of words that you can't say in show titles your videos get pulled down immediately or demonetized there's thousands of words you can't say within like the first five minutes of a show or within a show or your videos will get pulled down or demonetized. That stuff happens to all of our shows. So that's what he's trying to avoid. That's why we stay broke. I it blame us real. It's usually me. We, we like to smoke on the air and we like to swear and we like to say all the words. So you can feel free to do all that stuff here. That's what we're, our show is for. <laughs> I do like that you do Cheers. have the cannabis show. You do show plants. You do have the diversity. You just have to split it up or they will eventually nuke those channels, probably ours someday. And uh, that's just the nature of the beast. Exactly. So you're out in Vegas. That's got to be challenging. And talk about some of the challenges that you have with battling the environment, growing cannabis out there with the heat and the dry conditions and everything. That's got to be a challenge. Oh, it really is. I mean, I honestly, I take, I've been taking off summers the past couple summers. I've been taking off like July, August in basically it's a hundred degrees outside every single day, roughly from like June, July, August, even sometimes into September outside. So like my AC is cranking all the time. Um, it's, I battle the heat when it comes to those months. So I try to work around like not growing on those months. Typically I'll grow into June ish, but I'll try to take July and August off. Maybe I'll plant in mid August. 
Um, and then the rest of the year I grow around, um, you know, it's very dry as well. So I actually have to have humidifiers running at all times, 24 hours a day. Uh, not only, so I, I'm a small home grower. I just have one, uh, grow room, one bed, spare bedroom, and I have multiple tents in there. So I have a four by four and I have a two by four. So I do have a humidifier in my, my main lung room, a lot of people call it lung room. And then I have a humidifier yep. inside the tents as well. I know to try to boost up that humidity. I know a lot of people are facing a opposite situation, which yeah. is they have dehumidifiers. Here, that's for sure. Yeah. Cause it's so humid. Yeah. Yep. So that's a challenge is, is keeping that humidity up because uh, once it drops, I mean, the bud quality, in my opinion, just goes down the drain. If you're running a 20% humidity throughout flowering, it's just, in oh, my opinion, yeah, it's just that's... not ideal. We don't get nice and though. light. Sounds like us in the winter growing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we deal with both, and I actually do have both in my room, but my humidifier does not run very often unless I'm like, you know, like it's winter and I don't have a lot of plants in there or something. But with a right full room, it's just... Yeah. Okay, Chris, what's the lowest humidity that you've had in a room that you've walked into? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at it right now. 16% has been in the last 36 oh, hours. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. It's usually, I think, maybe 11-ish is probably the okay. lowest okay. I've ever seen yeah. it. It's have you ever had single been, digits before? Highest here it's been is 27. I don't know. The if struggle of like these commercial or these homes level humidifiers is getting water in them all the time because they don't have a way to like put a water line or something like that you'd have in a commercial building. Is that something you fight? You got to check humidifiers like two or two, three times a day, that type of stuff. Once a day. So I have uh, I have a smart humidifier. It's called Levolt. Uh, it's one of the newer ones on the market. It's actually top fill, which is super cool. Uh, and so much easier than having yeah. to take it off and flip it upside down and screw the thing and then load the water in. So it's top fill. Holds about, I think it's close to a gallon and a half, around a gallon and a half of water. So all the other ones were like a gallon. They were running out within 24 hours. This one lasts me a little bit over 24 hours. But like having multiple humidifiers, I have one in each tent. So I have two in tents and then one in the grow room. Uh, so I have three and then I have backup ones as well. So uh, I, I do last 24 hours for the humidifier. Um, and then I actually went on vacation for a week and it's funny. I had, uh, like I said, there was smart controlled so I can look it on my app and control it through that. I had, uh, the ones that weren't smart controlled fired up and they were going. And then like, once the humidity dropped, I got an alert and I was like, okay, fire up the next one. You know what I mean? Like get the next one going. That one, I cut day later, that one out, so fire up the next one, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's a battle. It's really a battle trying to keep that humidity up. I bet. And no growing outside. There's like no growing outside for you guys there. No, it's, I don't think it's legal for okay. home grow here. I'm part of the, the medical program here in this state. That's how I'm able to grow. And I'm also not growing cultivars that are available in the dispensary out here. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit of a loophole, I guess, you, they have in this medical system here. Um, but uh, but I don't think they allow outdoor growing. I could be wrong on that. But I think for the medical programs, it's got to be indoor. You mentioned cultivars, and that was the next place that I wanted to go. When you're growing strains, do you prefer to grow new like seeds over every time, you know, for variety? Or do you have like clones you like to run, like strains that you prefer? I've just been doing seed. Um, you know, I've done cloning in the past. I've kept cultivars around. But like I mentioned earlier, I don't grow year round. The, the summer months I take off. So, um, you know, I'll clean out the garden then. And I don't do perpetual. So like I'll grow plant a bunch of seeds, grow that out completely, harvest, and then plant more seeds, and then grow those out. I, I like that. I like the variety. 
Yeah. 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 You know, I, I just grow for myself. So I grow a variety as well, just several different cultivars and I'm just consuming for myself or if friends come through, I am allowed to gift here legally in the state. So, you know, Vegas is a hot spot for people to come through to vacation. It's like, hey, come drop something off to you, you know, drop off all <laughs> gift packs every now and then. So awesome. Right, your favorite growing style. You've done them everything pretty much. Yeah. So I haven't done DWC. I haven't done like aquaponics. I haven't done any of those things, but. But like cocoa and soil and all that. But uh, what's your favorite? What's your go-to? I do prefer soil. You know, cocoa has its advantages. Uh, You know, we could sit here and debate about cocoa versus soil all night long if we really wanted to. But soil, you know, things I like about it is that um, it tends to hold the water a little bit longer. So I don't have to water as often, you know, me. Yeah, some some lazy grower techniques, I guess you'd call or efficient grower techniques is to uh, try to spend less time in the garden sometimes, you know, challenge yourself so I'm not uh, um, over-processing or, or working too hard on things. Um, with cocoa, I, you know, be, being in a dry environment, I did have to water more. So it's like, oh, I'll stick with soil and won't have to water as often. Although I do have auto-watering systems now that I've been using, so I'm kind of hands-off on auto-watering for the most part. Um, you know, when their seedlings are in there in veg, I'll hand water and then add in the system later on. But, uh, but yeah, I was going to ask about, uh, automatic watering. I'm all for, you know, growing smarter, not harder, so to speak. And I think an automatic watering system, it takes a literal load off in so many different ways. Um, you know, so if you can dial that in, it's a great way to grow. Uh, but I, I've got to wonder if, Growing in cocoa in a super dry environment with the automatic drip system or something that maybe ran five to seven plus times a day wouldn't actually be a little bit healthier for the plants just because they are getting a more constant feed of water and while they're battling, you know, this, uh, well, I guess what would it be a lack of transpiration if it's, how does that work with, oh, you're muted. They're probably transpiring a lot in the, in the high humidity, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, transpiration increases as the humidity gets lower. Okay, so yeah, all that just coming right off, which I don't know, maybe adds to the humidity too, if it's, you know, tense in a room kind of thing. Um, I don't know, just a thought. (laughs) It's definitely helpful. You're absolutely right. Ever since I added the auto watering system, um, right now I'm using blue mats. I've I've used auto pots before in the past as well. It definitely helps add that humidity to the environment, being on an auto watering system where the moisture level is pretty equal, pretty much the same throughout um, the time that, you know, you have the auto wiring system going, so it's helpful. It's just, yeah, it's just such a low humidity. It's like, how do you, you know, you might as well spray down the carpet every day, you know? Exactly. Um, I see that you've been trying new stuff all the time. Like you used auto pots, uh, soil, cocoa, seeds, clones, all of that sort of stuff. When you're choosing these things, are you choosing them just to try stuff? Or are you choosing them based on like sponsors for the show, that type of stuff? Um, are you getting like new things and they're like, hey, try this? you know, that sort of deal. Sometimes, yeah, like Viper Spectre, for example, sent me over their grow light to try out their new one, the KS5000. And so I'm running that right now for a grow series. Um, yeah, people like to see new things, you know what I mean, is what I found out. Right. Is, you know, doing this for so long, people want to see new things. If I did the same thing over and over again, you know, people kind of get bored. Uh, people have commented about videos and like, oh, oh, the same thing, doing the same germination method that you've done. And 15 videos before it's like, sure and you're only one guy right yeah like, right we have this panel here so spartan grows using sips red grows using cocoa and, and jacks we've 
got painted lady grows with soil all the different styles here and the thing is is that people also want to see newer videos because that they know that your techniques are always changing so you know like the the people that we followed the most i'll use like med grower as an example is i've watched him where we can use envy closet okay envy closet probably has five different videos on cloning and they're all right they're not all the same thing you know it's like just because you've created the content we can't expect the content viewers to go back into our catalogs all the time and find that one video so keeping it fresh keeping it relevant that's that's good yeah when you've tried all that stuff you have the perspective to answer all the questions when somebody asks like how should i clone you go i tried these five ways this is how i would recommend you do it that's really good you know like seeing is during the life of a show as people grow they start to change so people you know like in the beginning I'll use um, like the deep water culture um, cloning methods. Okay. So in the beginning, like one or two people are using them and then, you know, like, wow, well, all these uh, professional places, they're using them for, you know, production. And then you see more people start trying them and then, you know, different things like Spartan got everybody started on using like uh, rapid rooters and just throwing the seed right in there and starting off rather than the paper towel method. I actually started using bloom yellow bottles because of your show. And uh, yeah, you you had, I don't know, they must have sent some to you to try out one time and, and you seemed to really like them. And I was like, man, his plants look awesome. I am going to try that stuff. And so I actually hunted them down and and they're my, by far my favorite still to this day. I just went through a whole round. I switched up my whole growth style because I was looking into going to the commercial route and uh went to cocoa and salts and everything and man i'm back i'm back in soil and those bloom yellow bottles and it's all because of what you showed on your show so yeah i appreciate the fact that you do rotate things and show new things because you know people like me do pay attention and and want to try new things so it's pretty yeah cool. i remember during our interview on garden talk you had mentioned that and uh yeah bloom yellow bottles it definitely works it definitely works the organic line bottled mm-hmm. line yeah um, and that was my first time using it is what i filmed and, mm-hmm. and went through and the plants came out pretty good so yeah um and and then you know i continued to switch it up from there and um, the, the only thing i don't like about the bloom yellow it can be a little bit pricey they do have a good amount of bottles and it can be pricey but sure. hey, it is very concentrated it goes a long way you know mm-hmm. the, the concentration goes a long way so um yeah it smells really bad, so you know it must work, right? Terrible. As an organic product. She opens those organic. bottles, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, bad. Real bad. But that, yeah, exactly. You know that they're working. <laughs> holy shit is right, because that's what's in it. That's right. Um, <laughs> I noticed that all of your pots now have cover crops on them. Do you want to talk about cover crops a little bit? That's something that we don't do a ton of here on our show, is uh, cover crop in our organic grows. The only cover crop I've messed around with is the white Dutch clover. So clover is, uh, you know, from what I learned, a nitrogen fixing plant. It basically takes nitrogen from the air, uh, converts it into a form that's usable for the plants and, you know, dumps it down on the medium so the plant can uptake it. So I've been using that uh, mixed. There seems to be a lot of mixed feelings on clover in particular. I heard that pests feed off it, so a lot of people avoid it. Uh, I heard people saying that it, it robs nutrients from the plant. And, you know, a lot of these things I think are subjective. I don't know if there's any studies to back any of them, but um, I personally use it for the water retention purposes and for the nitrogen fixation purposes. Um, so that's all I use for a cover crop. I do use a mulch layer, the barley straw mulch layer. I use that for water retention purposes. 
um, you know, again, living in a very dry environment, uh, living in the desert, really growing in the desert, it's helpful to have that uh, top layer, the top mulch layer. So the layer underneath it, which is often where the organic amendments are there, um, they need to be moist. They need to be moist. The microbes can be active on there. They can be breaking it down. Um, and then turning them into the nutrients available for the plants. So um, running um, cover crop and mulch layers has been beneficial for me. Yeah, that's a good advantage, definitely, to hold the water in there. Uh, anything you can do to hedge your bets in that category, I think you've got to try. Um, as you're growing, have you uh, kind of found like a favorite breeder? I, I was looking through your Instagram and stuff. It seems like you try all sorts of different breeders. Have you gotten any sort of a preference towards one or the other uh gotta give a shout out to thc titan from square one genetics everything i've grown out from him has been unbelievable so frosty all the way down dense bud structures all the way down on just everything that he sent me over so uh definitely square one genetics um sub cool, cool seeds i had some luck with him i grew his uh queen Anne's revenge that was probably like my favorite plant you know, ever is <laughs> this beautiful plant. Um, it actually turned from like a green to a purple, like slowly working its way down the plant towards the end of flowering like during that nice. essence. It was just absolutely beautiful. Dense nut structures throughout the whole way down, frosty the entire way down and a real narcotic effect um, when consuming. So that was definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's pretty terpy too. Usually, usually sub stuff is really terpy too. Was it really? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, TH Seeds is another one I like. Uh, Prism Labs, up and coming. That's from uh, Chronic 420 uh, Inc. He uh, was formerly of North Genetics, which is pretty popular. He went off and branched off and did his own thing. And cool. so he's got a line and everything I've grown out there has been, it's been awesome. Um, so those are a couple that I can think of off the top of my head. That was a good answer for sure. What kind of uh, other equipment do you use? Obviously, the battle with the environment is a challenge, but like, what about lights? What kind of lights are you using in your tents? Right now, I'm using the Viper Spectra KS5000 on the current grow. Um, that thing's running pretty good. I mean, that's for a four by four space bar light. Um, you know, it has a dimmer on it. You can dim it down, lower the power. Before that, I was using the SF2000 by Spider Farmer. So the uh, board style light. And uh, that was really for a two by four grow space. Um, so I had that in my two by four for a while and had it on one side of my four by four. Uh, also been using the Green Sunshine Company ES180 V3 and then also the ES300 V3. Um, and actually, I actually use the V2 and the V1 as well. How are you remembering all these? <laughs> like that's what I was thinking this too. What are all these model numbers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was a little. I was a little nerd into lights for a little while. I was. Uh, I did par tests for like a year. For a long time, right. I remember those unboxing and the par test videos you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then, this was like 2019, I think. 20. Yeah, 2019 ish. There was a lot of companies misleading consumers. I mean, there still is today, let's be honest. But, uh, so you know, you look at their par chart and their numbers are inflated. So, like, my whole goal with that was just to show people, like, hey, you know, this will help you set your light distance potentially if you're looking to see what the um, the PPFD is at the footprint. So, uh, you know, as I'm moving the par um, meter around the footprint so people can see how well the light spread is, 
if the company is actually telling the truth yeah, in regards what the wattage to actually is exactly yeah, the wattage yeah, all that stuff you mean my um, thousand watt blurple isn't a thousand watts from the wall <laughs> it's only pulling 110 man <laughs> but it was a lot the of work doing those things yeah, exactly. but it was fun like learning about lighting and stuff like that uh, so I, I feel like i have like intermediate knowledge uh, there's just so many avenues to go down, right? When it comes to growing, soil science is another area people can go down. Breeding is another area people. There's can go a lot down, of money so. people have lost on those lights, you know, getting the wrong stuff. Me included. I'd like say three thousand dollars of the wrong LED lights at one really? point in time. Oh yeah, I won't name the company on air. We can talk about it after, but yeah, you know, you can be misled by good marketing if you don't aren't educated. And at that time, I wasn't, and that caused me to become like an intermediate lighting nerd like yourself. I've got a little bit of knowledge about a lot of things. Um, go ahead for Gurley. Another lane, you talked about breeding, which is one I'd love to get down, but another lane is extracts. Are you into extracts? Are you strictly a flower guy? Do you, do you like your, your hash? Or? Uh, I do have a rosin press. I'm terrible with it. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to press once in a while. Um, and I'm definitely nothing special when it comes to it, but I do enjoy you know, a dab every now and then for sure. Um, but I'm definitely nowhere near good <laughs> when it comes to pressing. It's an, it's an art, you know what I mean? It's got to be the perfect humidity. Um, you got to be pressing at the right temperature for the right length. And I feel like, you know, if there's any variation, it can throw things off, at least my, in my experience, you know. <laughs> I had one of those um, rosin bomb rockets for a minute. I think I probably used it four times at the most maybe three <laughs> i was like eh i'm selling it yeah i, I agree <laughs> you just you know you got to know what you're doing for sure yeah i got this like two by four inch or like three by four i don't know it's like the size of a business card you know heated plate thing the best value of x sent me when they were best value of x and i used it a handful of times you know dry sifted some stuff out tried flour even tried squishing fresh frozen which was a terrible mess and you know, I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> didn't really get it. <laughs> I heard you're really good though now, right? You got your own line or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, with the hydrocarbon extraction. So I've been doing that maybe six, seven years, something like that uh, at this point. But you know, again, like you just said, it's really about consistency when it comes to stuff like that. And uh, you know, doing it for there you go, doing it for as long as I have, it's that's pretty darn consistent, you know. But uh, you know, it's. I'm and not changing that process. Yeah. Though. You have to you know have a lot I mean? of product to do that when you're growing in just a bedroom and all you're doing. Like I, I pressed rosin flour when I first started, and I had a horrible time. Like you said, um, you get like really bad yields. They're really wrong color, and then you're looking online. You're like, these guys can do this. Why am I even bothering? You know, and that stuff. Who and, who uh, bought a hair straightener when that was like when it first oh, came sure. out? I did. I went to. You're like stepping on it. Their wife's hair straightener. Yep. Straight yeah, up you break your wife's hair straightener first, and then you, you go get a different one. And then they had rosin hair straighteners that were specifically made just for pressing rosin. What a joke that was, right? And then t-shirt presses for pressing rosin. and then all, Oh, you know, all we tried everything. <laughs> I don't know. I see some of these guys, though. They got a down pat now. Holy crap. Yeah, you it's look, you see Mr. Canucks grow. He's making these videos where you just your mouth is just watering, watching him press things. It's like, oh man, how does he do it? I stole oh, his yeah, dry sifting I method. Too. I got all like, sorts of uh, Pedro, Pedro's girl. Oh, yeah, Pedro. all sorts of goodies. <laughs> you holding them like dominoes for growing. <laughs> how do you do it? Dominoes with these. 
So are you a blunt smoker then? Blunts or joints or what? Are you I've been at your pen today? Yeah, smoke just about every way. Usually, it's been blunts for a while since I picked up a couple boxes of Dutch, uh, yeah, Dutch Masters, and uh, so Berry Fusion is kind of my go-to for the blunts. Ah. Uh, I mostly smoke one of those a day, one or two of those a day. But uh, yeah, I've just got a pen today. This is Runts uh, Live Rosin. So, um, you know, one thing out here in Vegas is they sell a lot of distillate, which I'm not a huge fan sure. of it. I don't know what uh, what your opinion on, on distillate is. But oh, seems like we can like get into it if you want. Very popular in our market. Well, yeah. our commercial market. Yeah, I think that exists everywhere. Is distillate is like the uh, most common way to remediate really poor product, right? So you're never going to have a run out of that supply. So there's always going to be distillate around, you know, with that product has to be made into something. Um, I wanted to ask, cause you held up a pen. I'm sure that you didn't make your pen yourself. One of the most famous dispensaries in the world is in Vegas. Have you ever been to planet 13 up there? And what's that like? Oh yeah. Yep. I've been it's there. Like, and what's that like? <laughs> I know he's been there. Yep. It's the, I think it's the largest dispensary in the States or maybe even the world. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but I think it's over well over 10,000 square feet. Um, you know, you walk in there and they've got, uh, it's almost kind of like walking to like a, a mall in a sense. Like you, you, you walk in, you have to be cleared by them. They check you in, you know, with, they give me your ID and all that stuff. But it's like a, a round table. Like you're walking into like a, a large office corporate building type thing, you know? Um, and then, oh man, my cats are going crazy behind me. I'm not sure if you guys can hear that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you walk in there and there's like, I think there's like 75 registers or something like that. So like, wow. yeah, you go in there, you get like a number to begin or you hook it up to your phone and then you get a text message when they're ready to see you at the counter. Um, and then you've just got display after display after display after display that you can walk around and then you'll, you'll go up to whatever counter you're at and then uh, you'll talk to the bud tender and, and get what you want. Um, they're also expanding. They're actually going to, I think, I'm not sure if they already have a restaurant in there or not. I know they're going to have a consumption lounge in there as well. Um, I believe that nice. just passed local laws to have consumption or it's about to pass or something like that. And uh, so they're going to have a consumption lounge right there. So you'll be able to buy it. Yeah. See, there's a dispensary check-in you can see. Wow. Um, and then uh, you can consume right there. So that, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, a bit overpriced in my opinion, but uh, I mean, that's, you can't have a fountain out front. They, they know their market. Overpriced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That fountain alone probably was a mill. Yeah, people, right. do, they, people don't go to Vegas to be fucking thrifty. True. <laughs> I was wondering if they had any consumption lounges there, if that was legal yet or not. Because It hasn't uh, opened up yet. I believe the laws just passed or they're about to pass or something like that. And so lounges are just starting to open up. And uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be this year or the beginning of next year. But uh, yeah, it'll be great to finally have lounges around here because right now you're not allowed to consume in the public and you're not allowed to consume on any of the hotel properties. So a lot of folks will come to Las Vegas. They'll come to Las Vegas Strip or to Fremont Street, which is the old Las Vegas. And uh, you can't like, you know, you can't smoke in your room or anything like that. You can't go down and smoke outside. You're not supposed to. People still do. Like that's all you smell on the Las Vegas Strip now is his weed. But uh, it'll be nice when they actually have lounges somewhere you can actually consume. Because right, right now people are doing it illegally. I was going to ask how often you guys get hassled if you do smoke around. I know some places that's a law and you don't get, like I smoked in Chicago. We smoked in Chicago, no problem. It's definitely against the law to smoke in public in Chicago, allegedly. 
um, you know, but some places are really strict on that. And you don't want to do so, you know, so I was wondering about that. If there, you're smelling it, it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah, to be completely honest with you, with COVID, you know, the city got hit hard, really hard. I mean, they shut down. There's a reporting loss after loss after loss. I was just at the Rio Casino not too long ago, um, a couple different times, actually. And uh, that place is a complete dump. It's right off the right off the strip, so it's not actually on the strip, but it is like a ghost town in there. And going outside to smoke, like when you once you go outside, like the main area, there's like a ballet, and we were smoking by there to begin. But the guys like, hey, just go down there. You know what I mean? So that they, they they want the business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not going to be like you have to leave the property. They're not like calling cops or anything like that. They're just like, hey, go somewhere where it's not going to bother people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, they sure. need the money. This, this, they they don't want to get in front of the five-star hotel smoking, but you know, they smoke <laughs> around the corner. I get that. Well, BizCon's there, right? Every year. They have the MJ BizCon in November. Yep. So that's kind of cool. It's right in your backyard. Yeah, MJ BizCon, we were there in November. So a uh, really cool event. Actually, Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV and Pigeons came down, and we all attended the event, event together. And uh, such a blast. It's huge. Oh, my God. Booth after booth after booth. It take, you can't get through it in one day. You know, you have to have multiple days in order to get through it. Yeah, there's the, the guys right at the there. base yeah. Yep, yep. So we all, that's actually, that was taken at the top of the Bellagio um, parking lot. You can see the building in the background, kind of a nice. cool shot there. We had a photographer, Muffin, B. Puffin. Uh, credit to her. She's amazing. Great name. Photographer. Yeah, she took some great pictures of you guys. They were really yeah. cool. Yeah, but MJ BizCon was a blast, and I definitely recommend everybody to come out there. It's kind of expensive. Um, I think you can get early bird tickets on there for a couple hundred bucks. That's expensive, you know, mm -hmm. but I think it's worth it. You know, you just meet so many people. Almost every company's there. You can, you know, on a business standpoint, you can meet people and so on and so forth. Awesome. I'm going to have to get out there sometime. I was had plans this year, but I don't know about that anymore. But I've never been to Vegas. I got to come check that out. I mean, I'm not a gambler or really, but I mean, Vegas. We learned that we have a friend in Vegas that'll give us care packages, Painted Lady. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's come on down. Legal the gift. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, something else that I wanted to talk about, you were talking, you know, uh, sex testing. I saw you have some Farmer Freeman, I think, tags in some of your plants. How do you like sex testing versus the good old fashioned way of vegging out plants and throwing them in your flower room to figure out their male? Uh, I think it makes it much easier, you know, cause I do grow a lot of regular seeds, you know, and as we know, you can become male or female typically it's about, you know, 50%. Sometimes I've had it be like 60 or 70% males. And so there's, it, it, it's tough having to grow those out for several weeks, three, four, five weeks, and then find out that they're males and killing them off, you know, so you're, you're spending time um, and money, energy, all that stuff. Hand watering, filling up humidifiers, space the seeds you know, in the first place, space, soil. Exactly. So it's been, it's, it's a great advantage to be able to plant seeds. And then once they sprout, just snipping off that call lean leaf and sending that out for testing. And literally, you know, I'm killing off plants by day seven, day 10, you know what I mean? So they don't oh, get wow. very far transplant them and all of that stuff. Yep. That eliminating that transplant process. Yep. Saving space, all that Is stuff. Is it super expensive to do that? I think it's like 15 bucks per. Oh, that's not bad. 
And so some people are like, oh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, pff, I'll absolutely pay 15 bucks, yeah, you know? So it, it, it's subjective on whether or not that that's a good deal or not. I think with, he does like package deals. I think if you over like 10 or more, you can get a discount. I forget okay. what the discount is. It might be like yeah. a 120, 120 for like uh, 10 or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, the more you buy, you can get like a discount on it, but I love it. Yeah. I definitely, definitely helpful in my opinion. There's some competition in the sex testing realm. You can try Delta Leaf Labs, uh, Farmer Freeman. There's a couple other companies. Five they all are right about $8, $10, $15 a piece. That sort of deal for the test, depending on how many you buy. Um, I really love the idea of doing it. If you're a smaller scale grower and you're only growing a pack of seeds at a time, it makes a lot of sense. Um, if you're growing like an, a field of them at a time, it's obviously impossible. But for most of our viewers, it makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, it does, because I just ripped out three males out of my room today. <laughs> Which ones were they? Man, you don't want to know, Scalebo. She's mad at you right now, Scalebo. <laughs> no. Yep. It was both those fucking OGKs. So, Dude, man, I led you down the primrose path. Man. That's all right. You still got the Romulans, <laughs> though, man. No, dude. That one is the male, too. What? Yep. All, all three of them. All these legacy strains, man. Yeah, yeah. all the legacy strains. Um, and I, you know, it was because I just like, you know, Chris, like you said, it's just it's easier just to grow a few and then be able to do that. When I was packing my rooms, trying to find exotic, cool new strains for my potential commercial license, and and uh, my girl got away from me along with my day job, and I'm trying to build a business and. I didn't do the whole cloning and checking and all that stuff. And I was thinking they were femmes and I threw them in there. And now I've got these six foot plants that I had to rip out and be like, well, that was a waste of goddamn time. <laughs> but they were beautiful plants. If anybody wants a Romulan and a roadkill skunk or some OG Kush BX5, yeah, I've got man. three. Come and get them. They're not dead yet. <laughs> not yet. She doesn't kill plants. She just sits them in the corner and yeah, waits, for them, to waits for them to go on their own. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have the stomach to actually chop them, so they, she lets them all die, which I think is worse. But it's up to interpretation. I just ah. put mine outside and yeah. just watch them. Starvation. Ah, don't tell me that. <laughs> Give me a it's quick test. What do you want? You want a quick test, or you want to wilt yeah. away into nothing? I don't know. I was pretty much wilting away into nothing because I couldn't eat after taking this tolerance break, but I'm back. I had some Arby's tonight. We have the meats. <laughs> I don't think anyway. I've ever heard her eat Arby's before today, but she ate Arby's today. Anyway, back to the guest. Hey, Arby's <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> we had a question, Mr. Grow it in the chat, uh, asking if you scrog. So I'll generalize that and ask you what your training techniques are. I know that you've done some single cola grows to get a nice big cola for the gram. I know you've done obviously topping and stuff. What do you like to do? Typically, I'll do topping. I'll top the plant, um, you know, with the fourth or the fifth node. Let those lower branches kind of grow out. Um, try to maintain an even canopy somewhat, and then uh, low stress training. You know, pulling those branches down in order to again try to maintain even canopy. Those are the two main things I do. Uh, you know, I've experimented around, tried to do the fimming before. Um, that's always fun to try to get them to to branch off in all those different directions, putting it at the right spot um, to get them to branch off. 
Um, super cropping. I only really do that if I have issues trying to maintain an even canopy. I'll just super crop it, kind of bend that over and then let the other branches kind of grow up. Uh, trellis net. Yeah, I've used that before, used that several times in the past. Um, you know, a true scrog or a scrog, you know, it's I don't definitely know. definitely a bastardized term for sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I don't know if you're talking about like trying to fill up every single square and, you know what I mean, and trying to maximize yield. I haven't really done that. I usually just use a trellis for support purposes. You know what I mean? I'll bend them down and, and try to even, uh, you know, um, fill up the squares, but not entirely. Like I don't need to grow for yield. I'm just growing for myself. So oftentimes I'll just grow smaller plants. I'll grow a bunch of different smaller plants, sure. different varieties. So that way I have, like, I only really aim for like two, three ounces per plant. Any more than that. And I find myself that, you know, if I have a bunch of different cultivars, two to three ounces per plant, well then I have to give away a lot more because I don't get through it. You know what I mean? So. Sure. I know a lot of people uh, use scrogging means a lot of things to a lot of people mm -hmm. nowadays, but most of the time it means trellising in the way that you described the old classic way of scrogging where you veg into a net for like a month. So you can get one plant into a four by four. That's not something that most people do unless they're really trying to do that for a reason. Right. It's like a little trivia bit here. Um, scrog is based on, it stands for screen of green, uh, which is the alternate of sea of green, uh, sea of green method being, you would have like a bunch of like one gallon pots and you would fill that five by five that your light is giving you with just nothing but basically small plants that give you nothing but beautiful tops. Yeah, you never top them. So you got a bunch of single cola plants filling up one. Well, you know, space. that's an interesting thing, though, Sequence, because Painted Lady has just told us that she basically used electricity to grow six foot plants and she used nutrients to grow six foot plants. Sure I'm is. just as guilty of it, dude. I had a Northern Lights uh, Big Bud that ended up being lightweight for me. I had two of them. One of them was female and one of them was male. And I grew them both to be six feet tall thinking, oh, I'm, they're absolutely female. So, you How know, could I get on lucky? Well, with this, with the scrogging and the training and stuff like that, I somebody told me once on one of these panels for this show, and I don't remember which one he was, but you said that the first time that you're popping new genetics, that you don't want to do anything to hinder it. You just want it to finish so you can make your selection at the end and be like, cool. It was the number three. All the rest of them, they just didn't do it for me. It wasn't my personal medicine, you know, like Mr. Grow It. He's like me. We just grow our own medicine. So we're not worried about what the patient thinks. But every time that I snap it, every time I bend it, every time I do it, I'm slowing that down. And I'm not really getting a true representation of what the genetics wanted to be in the first place. And so I'm making a decision yeah. based upon um, how the plant took my abuse rather than what the plant had to produce itself. It's an interesting thing, right? Because if you're pheno hunting, you should probably pheno hunt by training it the way you train your plants and find the ones that work in that system. But I know a lot of people that do uh, agree with that theory that like you should pop seeds, not train them and see how they do and uh, and choose that way. So there's two kind of lines of thought there. That's actually what I'm doing right now. I planted 12 seeds. Some of them are smaller than others, so late bloomers, but uh, I have 12 going right now. And I'm. it's actually my own cultivar that I created. I created a cross. It's Briscrow G Bale cross with Pakistan Valley. And it's named Chill Out OG. And they're actually F2s. So I had the F1s, put them down F2s. And so now I'm going from here, from F2. And that opens up the gene pool quite a bit. So um, I'm going to see a whole bunch of variation amongst them. Um, and then I'm going to be picking, you know, picking a keeper male out of the bunch, uh, killing off the other ones, and then using that male 
to pollinate the females and then um, and then growing those out see how they they grow um, you know consuming them and then um, you know keeping the the offspring from there on a, a, the keeper fe- female so um, I, i'm kind I of going totally through the process i'm definitely by yeah. no means an expert when it comes to breeding i feel like i'm a beginner breeder but uh you know i have talked with uh, quite a few people on my garden What's your podcast and they've been giving me um you know feedback on what i should do next i my definitely think really, you're doing it the right way like you want you don't want to train a bunch of plants if you're breeding seeds right you want to know what the plants are and not you're you're not phenotyping plants to grow in your space. You're growing plants for everyone in theory. Yeah. So I just have them in uh, two gallon buckets right now, two gallon containers in soil, and I'm just letting them grow naturally. I want to see what the branching looks like. Um, you know what I mean? If I see some side branching come out, that might be one that I might keep. Um, I am also looking at, uh, you know, the vigor with the kind of backing up and looking at the parents. The brisker OG is more of like a stretchier strain. It's your typical OG, stretchy, kind of can be finicky, uh, but real dense bud structure. Um, I'm not, I'm looking for the dense bud structure on the brisker side, but I want the short stoutness of the Pakistan Valley side. That is a, uh, it's actually a land race strain, indica, and it is more of a, on the squattier side of things. And so I'm looking for this to be kind of a smaller one um, with, with the dense bud structure and with the trichome development of the brisker. So, um, yeah, what are you, what are you trying to there. create the perfect plan or something over here? <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? But I, kind of I'm just having profile. fun with it as well, you know. Well, first of all, congrats. Is this your first time doing an F2? Because that's amazing. That you know, that's yeah. it's a really cool project. It's something I definitely look forward to doing myself one day. Um, but what I mean, I know you said, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of variation, but any idea what kind of terpene profiles you're expecting or looking for? Yeah, man. Probably more in like a couldn't even make it an hour. Lemony smell uh, is what I kind of got off the first one, you know, doing the old, the old stem rub technique. I know a lot of people use that and uh, it was definitely real heaven on the limonene. And uh, that's what I'm I'm thinking is going to come out of this one. And then how you're picking your males is stem rub and stuff like that. I mean, it's really hard to choose a male. You don't get to smoke it. So what what are you using for your structure, uh, structure man? Structure. Structure, yeah, not too stretchy because of like I mentioned, I want this to kind of be a smaller. So I'll probably take one of the smaller males, look for flower stacking. Well, the uh, the pollen sacks, see how those stack up. Um, I know on the F ones I grew the some of the the pollen sacks actually transition to like a purpley color um, so maybe i can bring that out i, I don't know i heard that's, that's hard red. to, to really bring out cool. the purple but uh that'd be cool if that came out and then um yeah you know there is some trichomes on the males so i can kind of look at that as well um, but yeah there's uh i think it's always subjective you know on what you're looking for in regards to when you phenol hunting males or females right do you mess around with the silver thiosulfate and no okay no haven't messed with that yet yeah that stuff is like uh, yeah rasa jeff from irigenetics is always talking about selfing and all back crossing and all that stuff and i I mean i get it when he talks about it and then i can't repeat it afterwards (laughs) i've got a bottle of that stuff when you're ready to try it painted lady we'll do it okay hey man bring it on over because those male plants that i have that i pulled out of there are beautiful yeah man I, i hate to let them starve to death for males, there's actually a different product they use to flip males to female. You can't smoke them. It makes it toxic. But you can see what the female flowers look like. I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, something they spray on ornamental trees to make them 
grow slower in the summertime. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, I can't remember the product name, but the female to male to like self a female plant, silver thiosulfate, that's the one. That's a lot of science for uh, for breeding though. That's not very uh, relevant for most of the chat, I'm sure. <laughs> I'd love to hit granddaddy with that. Get some seed off of that with itself. Um, 2020 Mendocino, former sponsor of the show, sells STS. It's not pre-mixed because it's not a shelf-stable product. You have to mix it to use it as like a shelf life. So what I have is basically two different bottles. And then you mix them together and then it's good for like a month or something like that. And you can use it for your uh, your reversing process. So what would I do? Would I have to put that plant and park it into like its own tent? Or can I do it where it lays? What's the scoop? That would be, yeah. You would want to do it all by itself. Because you're going to make your, your female into a male. It's going to act like a male. It'll pollinate everything that's everywhere the pollen can go. Merrily, merrily, merrily. So will, will it still have a female cola that yes. will have seed? Will it seed itself? Mm -hmm. Or would you mm -hmm. have to have two plants seed itself? Uh, typically, if you're doing like an S1, you want to pollinate one plant onto another plant instead of like selfing it onto itself. But you can do it that way. I think you get a little bit different results one way or the other, stability-wise. It'd be kind of creepy to breed with yourself and uh, I don't know what the results of that are versus... I mean, you've been doing it for years. Way. You guys do it all the time. Been right trying before it, the man. show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they get the nerves out. So what's next on the horizon for you, Mr. Grow It? What's going on? Anything new and exciting happening that's coming up? Um, let's see. Well, I'm doing a lot of traveling this year. I'm going to be going to... Uh, Let's see, I'm going to uh, L.A. next month. We're going to the Green Street Festival. Um, cool. I'm not sure if you guys heard about Green Street no. in L.A. It's kind of like this uh, whole bunch of cannabis brands are kind of in this one building. And so they're doing some sort of, sort of a festival. So I'll be there for that. Um, I will be in Detroit for Canacon. That's coming up. Uh, when is that? That is july i think right cool we'll have to come out and meet you in person then yeah because y'all are yeah. in that area so maybe yeah. maybe if you guys are in canacon we can definitely link up there um i'll be in vegas maybe for we can get you a grab bag yeah there we yeah. go oh yeah bring it that well no don't bring a dab bring. we'll just well yeah we'll, we'll, we're like, uh, okay, we're like half hour outside of detroit sweet sweet i'll be in uh, denver as well for canacon in september so that's exciting um, you know, just as far as projects, individual projects, just continue on this breeding project, trying to get an F3 out of this. So we'll see how that, hopefully I can find what I'm looking for. Um, if not, then I'll start over, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to rush this and then I'll have F3 on that and then continue to stabilize that. And then, uh, let's see what else. Do You'll I have, have a bunch of F2 seeds, right? You can just keep popping those and find what you're looking for. And then, exactly. and then you can get your F3. Yep, Exactly. I'm also working on my next book. So my next book cool. writing should be out by January 1st, 2023. And that one is going to be focusing on organics. So congrats. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Congrats on the books, man. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Yeah. The beginner grill book I have, I'll shout it out real quick. A little shameless plug here. Absolutely. Seven steps to grow cannabis. So this is uh, written for beginners. You know, it's, it's the basics. It's uh, bare bone basics. How can somebody who, you know, is fresh off the street, just starting to grow, they can pick up this book and they can get through their grow. That's really the goal of it. So it's not going to have any advanced knowledge. It's using, you know, bottled nutrients growing in soil or cocoa, 
um, you know, growing with either LED or HPS. Um, so it focuses on the basics and uh, just an overwhelming amount of people who are thankful that I wrote that book and, and put it out there because there are a lot of good books on the market. You guys have probably read a lot of them, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of them for beginners in particular, it kind of goes over your head. Like I have the Jorge yes. Cervantes book, Ed Rosenthal. I started yeah. reading those when I was a beginner and I'm like, do I need to know this? Like everything's just going all over my head. So they were actually inspirations for me to write something more simplified for beginners. So, and I like writing. I I love writing anyways. So I think uh, it's a great idea. Yeah. And now I'm working on the organic side of things. So I've been doing organics for like four plus years now. Um, So still relatively new, I'd say, but I got a decent grip on the beginner side of things for organics. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely have experts, uh, well, people who I deem as experts and know stuff more than me, uh, read the book before and make sure that I'm not putting out, uh, garbage, you know what I mean? <laughs> Much of oh, yeah. science, but, uh, but yeah. are you writing the whole thing yourself or do you have like, oh, uh, yeah. contribute like articles in there, contributors and stuff? No, writing the whole thing myself. Um, you oh, know, that's yeah. the way I do it. Just, uh, just stay up all night, drink bang energies. And uh, hammer away <laughs> on the writing. It's a long, long process. That's I for bet. sure. And writing's one thing, right? But then all the other stuff after that. Sure. Uh, there's a lot to it. It's a major process. So January 1st, 2023 is when that book should be dropping. Awesome. And there we Maybe go. we can have you back to promote your next book when you're ready. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. This is really yep. cool. I don't know yep. if uh, Painted Lady let you guys know, but I only do have one hour here with you guys. Yep. She we did it, actually. So we okay. appreciate you uh, stopping by. This is normally the time where we smoke some hash, do oh, some dabs okay. in the middle of the show. Um, nice. My production was brother. broken, and I couldn't get the song to work. But uh, we appreciate you joining us for the show, and uh, we'll talk about your uh, your presence here on the show after you're gone, I'm sure. And then we'll, we'll let our hair down and talk about some other stuff, of course. Awesome. Well, you answered all my questions that I wrote down. I got everything crossed off. So I appreciate you very much. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. I know today is Cheers. your family day. So thanks family for day, yep. time out of your day and, and joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. I, I'm thankful that you came on Painted Lady and maybe I can have some of you other folks come on uh, one of my podcasts in the future. I'm definitely open for for any of you to come on as a guest, I think that'd be really sure fun. You can. We've sure. got a couple of superstars here on the show that would love to be on your show, I'm sure. Um, do you have anything you want to shout out? I know you talked about the book. Do you want to say all your shows and all that stuff real quick? Sure. Yeah. Um, if you just search on YouTube, Mr. Grow It, you'll find my main channel should be the first one that pops up. If you scroll down a little bit more, well, my main channel has like the garden updates on it, all the gardening, mostly cannabis. I did do some vegetables in there. Um, and then if you scroll down a little bit more, you'll see my talk channel. It's called Garden Talk with Mr. Grow It. That's what my main podcast is on. That, and then also I have like Q&A videos on there and just random topic videos on there. But it's more of a talk format. That's my clean channel that I spoke about earlier. <laughs> um, you could scroll down a little bit more. You should come across Unfiltered with Mr. Grow It. That's my podcast where I just talk about all things cannabis related. You know, it's not just a plant but uh, just anything that revolves around cannabis. Like my recent show, we talked, I had somebody from Australia talking about legalization in Australia, which is a pretty cool topic. Next week, I'm going to have NV Closet Med Grower on. We're talking about oh, like, yeah. how we met and go on a hemp fest. And he's, you know, Colorado scene versus the uh, Nevada scene of cannabis. So it's like really fun conversation there. Hey, you know what? Shout out to NV Closet Med Grower, uh, longtime viewer of his shit. He is a Michigan guy too. So he gets love from that. 
Yeah, he was one of the old school growers. I didn't remember earlier him. He, he was one of the ones that watched, started to vegan watching. Um, but wow. a couple other things would be, you know, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Grow It, Instagram at Mr. Dot Grow It. I'm on there uh, pretty frequently. And then uh, from the Stash podcast with me, Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV and Pigeons 420. Every single week we're doing a new podcast episode. It's on YouTube and then it's on all podcast platforms as well. So lots of shows, lots of, uh, lots nice of, it's hard to remember all that stuff. So good job. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good job. I appreciate, appreciate that. Pigeons is the only guy from your guys' show that we haven't gotten on yet. So give him a good word for us and uh, we'll have to get him on here. Yeah. Thank you very much for stopping by. Hopefully your viewers stick around a little bit and we'll, uh, we'll shoot the shit while you're gone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll see you in July. Thank you yeah. very much, Chris. Thanks to everyone Thanks in the so chat. Much. And uh, thank you all for having me on. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Good right. night. That was pretty good. Easy peasy. You know what? I'm really yeah. glad that you got to mark off your entire bingo card for the interview. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd hold that Look, fucking dude. thing up. Look, I got a yeah, whole man. list. Man, was taking when notes. I was, when I was a lot learning, of info. I was learning to grow, and his videos were go, my go-to. Like It was Rasa Jeff, Grow From Your Heart. Mr. Grow It, Grateful Grower, um, Mr. Canucks Grow, like he was mentioning earlier. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot from Mr. Grow It too. So, so you know I, what? I want to I want to try to say something about this is everybody says the same shit. We all can grow plants. We all can finish a plant. You know what I mean? And it really comes down to who do you want to hear this from? Because none of us have like a corner on the market for information or technology or anything else. You know what I mean? Some people have different practices and, and different belief systems on how they approach it. But it's really about you. You know, you Make are it digestible for your audience, right? That's exactly it. Exactly. How do you want to learn? Yeah. His videos are just really, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than they, I, I learned a lot and they're He's easy really to listen to. Understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was listening to today point. driving and super easy to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yep. listen to him talking about that light, you know. He has his information well established, you know, well well versed on what he's going to talk about and it's good. It's good content that way. Definitely, definitely. Very good radio. Well, guys, what, what's the uh, rest of you guys up to? What have you been doing this week? We got our another four, 55 minutes here. I've been pulling males out of my garden. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I've been driving all weekend. Yeah, you have been. Playing with the dogs. Some, someone in chat is searching for males in Lansing. I don't know. I know Eddie Eddie keeps repeating that, but Eddie, Eddie we see it, brother. We see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Not, man, it got away from me. I just, I just didn't take clones ahead of time because I just was so freaking busy, and I just... Yeah, I, I should have, but they were such beautiful plants. I didn't see any, I mean, the pre-flowers to me looked female. I mean, I looked over all those plants before I threw them in there and I swore I saw a little, they, so. they, they look like that. They look like those, the, the uh, like a little, it's like a little thing, but it's but They kind of hang a little bit yeah, more, you know? Well, <laughs> it's usually more green than it is like clear and white, you know, those. Well. I don't know. Sequence was in my garden and he didn't notice them either. So it's I, definitely I, his fault. Sneakers. They, they don't all show in pre-flower. And yeah. uh, even when they get big enough, really big, they don't all show flowers. So it's, it can be tricky. 
Ethel's was the only one that didn't have any males. None. None. So shout I out to Colin again. I hate that man. It looks like it's about the crown. It's like, is that a crown? Is that a is that a, does that have a hair or two hairs? Hair or is that an what is that? And then all of a sudden it's like like 30 minutes later. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yep. 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 All right. It's okay. I mean, they were, I really bummed over the Romulan and roadkill skunk because it was beautiful. The structure on it was gorgeous. And I was really stoked for that to finish up and it's going to finish up in the corner dying of starvation. Yes, it will. (laughs) Oh, well. I've been uh, scouring the internet all week. Well, really, ever since the Hash Bash Cup. I enjoyed that so much. I've been trying to create a tour of Michigan for events this year because, darn it, the events are back. I feel like they're coming back. I, I You know, 2019 was a lot different from 2020 and 2021, obviously. But um, I think uh, the events are going to start coming back pretty strong this year. You know, we might not have the High Times Cannabis Cup or an equivalent event you know, ever again. Oh, they're doing it. We don't want that they're, anyway. They're coming back it. with they're the vengeance. You have to pay there for you your, uh, your judging <laughs> you. kids and all sorts of stuff, but High Times is doing a cup again. And they're bringing their, their own weed. For Girly. Bring their own weed. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention for Girly, the Astro Charlie, uh, noted Groski member of our show ecosystem, has a spreadsheet of the Michigan events, like a Google spreadsheet or whatever. So ask him and he'll hook you up. Maybe you guys together will have uh, some events that each of you didn't have previously. Yeah, we are both going to one. It's the uh, Michigan Gems and Genetics, I think, um, like May 17th. I don't know what the date is, 21st, something like that. No, I think it's like the 14th. That sounds right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got three so far. One. Yeah. I saw that you're sponsoring an event, right, for 420. You want to talk about that one? Aren't uh, you uh, – a guy on the 420 thing. I swear I saw it on your Instagram today. Uh, the, the yeah, summer June, bash. Oh, yeah, June, June 4th. 4th. June 4th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Uh, well, okay. So, reason being is, uh, the, yeah, it's the 420 session. It's like a big golf tournament. That's another event we're doing. Um, but there's it's a cannabis, you know, involved tournament. And this is um, the one I saw. Yeah, yeah. So they have. I think what it is. I didn't do it. The I think they might have had it twice already either one or two times but um i think uh you know most of the vendors are like under a giant tent kind of like cryo cultivation does uh and then they had options to basically set your own tents up too and so i opted for that because i finally after i don't know how many years of doing this like six seven years of doing events i finally ordered a, a for branded tent nice. so i'm very excited Hell to yeah, man. Pop nice. those up. yeah i got got some nice cool little counters and stuff and we're yeah we're gonna have some fun we're gonna have some fun this year no wonder I was confused. It's at the 420 Golf Club. In <laughs> fourth, so yeah, no, I don't have that. any 420 plans. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Maybe we yeah, should do a check live out stream for or on, the, on the June 4th for sure. Yeah, if I'm all ears, if you guys got certain events, you know, especially around Michigan that um, may be upcoming or that you think I should be in attendance or whatever, just DM me. I don't know. Tag me somewhere. Appreciate it. I'm trying to do as many as we can as well. Try to commute, though. It's going to be tough doing multi-day events. The dog's not too mobile with us, but uh, otherwise. Dog life, man. Yeah. We're going to yeah. try to get as many like day events. Dog, doing any, like, a lot of overnights and stuff. 
Thank goodness I, I have a wonderful dog that'll everyone will take care of her for me, so I don't have to worry about that problem. I'm pretty sure my neighbor that my friend next door that watches Diamond when we're away will one day try to kidnap her. Yeah, I think she likes her bet more than we do. She's she won't give her back at one point. Who wouldn't try to so kidnap much. her? She's a great doggy. She is. Tara saw yeah. Diamond today, and it, you would swear that Tara used to own Diamond the way that she reacted. Right, the reaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody can act like that with everybody. Tara. Well, we all tell her that they know I love him. <laughs> Bam, Astro's oh, in the chat, you. and he hooked for Groly up. Astro, thank you for watching, brother. Always. Real time. That's solutions. Awesome. It's a real time. That is problem. such a nice spreadsheet. I love As it. it really is. We're looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday. We see Tommy Bonds and Kazu. Hell yeah. That'll be a good mood uplifter to watch uh, Tom Segura uh, insult everyone, including us. It will be a very good time. I'm excited for the show. Where's that at? That sounds like a blast. We're going to be in Kalamazoo to see him. Um, is that State Theater? I think I can't so. Remember the, I think it's the State Theater. Yeah, super excited. So we'll have like a little groski dinner, but ahead of time, ahead of the show. So that'll be fun. We're, yeah, we're meeting up with some other groskies that are going to the same show. Uh, Yeti and Amanda are going. Dro and his wife are going. So we're meeting up with them. No, we're actually meet people up with, that you uh, want to hang out with and, and that are cool. Yeah, not yeah. Just people we're all know. sitting okay. in different yeah. places, but we're going to go to dinner before the show. So I think that's pretty cool. And since we're going to be in Kalamazoo, we hit up uh, Kazu. I'm not calling you Kazoo because that's silly. We're going to hit up Kazu. He's going to eat with us and Thank Astro you, Charlie as well. Thank you. I'm on the same page. I'm on the, He's I'm ignoring on his geography because somebody said his name wrong, and that's I'm crazy. The, I'm on the same I'm on the same Kazu bandwagon here, buddy. Me too, man. Same. I've said so Kazu for forever. location-based, man. Location. 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 I know what he was typing. I know what he was typing when he typed his name. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but we're really excited to see Kazu. We're really excited to see Charlie and Dro and uh, Yeti and Amanda. We're gonna eat. We're gonna get some. I actually have to call and reserve our reserve our restaurant. But that'll be really really fun. Well, shit. What's the date of that one? I had no idea that was going down. That's Wednesday. That, that the one I was trying to get you tickets for is on Saturday. I can't go to Chicago. That's just too far yeah, for it's I, farther. Yeah. It's too I much. Think Wednesday so. single seats. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, Wednesday show, I believe, is sold out. You can only get single seats. So you guys could go, but you'd have to sit separate. Uh, or stop hop it. That might be great, you know. You could she sit on my shoulder? <laughs> I'm really short. I'm She's short not a parrot, right? Red. I'm super short. Hurt, remember? Could I sit on her shoulders? <laughs> yes. She's short. Just get big, you. I, yeah, I you just like the cartoons, right? Get that big long trench coat, put her in the trench coat, and have her sit <laughs> there. There you go. go. There you go. Right in front of you. It's or like, we could go in like a horse. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Think person let a front, horse in? The back. I, I, I know that Becca tolerates a lot, not? I'm sure. So she could tolerate sitting on her shoulders. It's my support animal. <laughs> they call yeah, there we go. <laughs> support cow. <laughs> my support cow. Wow. She yeah. can get a ticket. I can get a collar. <laughs> hey, and if well, you're on the east side, you do, uh, Reg, you do realize you would have to be the back of the animal because Becca would have to do the <laughs> or the top of the coat. You'd have to be the bottom of the coat no, and the no, back no. of the horse, man. I'm wearing a, no, no, no. A, a Becca's hair is the best. tail. Come on. <laughs> so, no, she's but a better smooth talker than he is. <laughs> yeah, he'll hold on to your legs. You know, I have a big red dog costume I could wear. 
the Clifford, the Clifford, the big red dog, the real really red need, setter. I really need to break this thing out. I need to, I need an eye patch. I need a giant eye patch. No, you need to rock it like the Borg, dude. Just rock it raw with the big hole. <laughs> like the Borg. Show up for the late session. <laughs> it needs, it. it needs some serious like lysoling on the inside of that thing. It's been in a garage. Did you full. piss in it or something? No, but mice have. Have you seen red <laughs> feet? The, oh, it has mouse urine in it. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know what kind of urine it probably That's how you get pink eye red. There's probably squirrels that have been living I'm in sure it. You can, you can identify that urine. Animals that have been living in this bag. I don't know. I mean, the, the costume's red still. I mean, it's still in good shape. I don't think that it is. It's just been... Just because the UV hasn't nasty. been hitting it doesn't mean other things have. Yeah, it needs, it needs to be uh, sprayed out. Yeah. Hang that shit up outside for a week and come back and see what it's like. Yeah, I mean, microbes, microbes. Just yeah, some bacillus. At least wear the head around. It just—it's it, only got one eye though, so it's a bummer, man. It needs a—it needs an eye patch. What's the story on the eye? How'd you lose it? It just fell off. Man. Was it Nam? <laughs> you can tell if it's. Oh, oh the story on the on the dog's eye. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was a a hash, uh, <clears throat> a hash pop. Hash pop hash explosion. Hash explosion, dude. Damn, dude. Got a, got a hash hash char in the too eye. many solvents in your hash. He's just he wiped just his eye up, one man. too many times with the trichomes, and that shit yeah. just poof. Seed, seed pop, with the seed pop from the nineties. Battle scar. Seed pop dog. I mean, I think you should be wearing that every like show and event. He like, should be our girl mouse, mouse right? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, mouse a, I, I just need a uh, eye patch, man. I need a big eye patch. Eye the, eye patch the patch needs okay. The eyes about the eyes about that big, right? Figure the eyes, will make figure, you figure, figure eye patch what? about. It's that big. Eye patch, but yeah, it's about a three inch tall yeah, eye. It's a mascot. Yeah, it's big, big head. <laughs> red. Is it in, right here. I'm really sure in the property. Where's the panda <laughs> head when it does social media? Is this a <laughs> fetchable that? item right now? Uh, no, I, I want to say it's in the Amazon? shop. So, oh, I like I could, wanna, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the shop. I feel like you could. Uh, what would you do if you woke up at 3 a.m. and he was just standing above you wearing that hat? Wearing he would not be surprised in the least. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that Red put on some sort of costume before. No. So just going, you yeah. should, okay, you should. Around. I'm gonna order you one of those oversized googly eyes. We're just gonna super glue that thing on there. That's just always just one eye. Great idea. It'd be just be a lazy eye. That fits perfect. I actually have a lazy eye, it's just controlled all the time. Yeah. I control it most of the time. That was my Halloween. I had a Halloween oh. idea that I wanted to put googly eyes of all different sizes all over my face. So my whole face was googly eyes. Oh, and do a man. Halloween party and just freak people out. Oh man, you I haven't still done can. it yet. That's you still, still on can. the list. I'm going to because I want to freak everyone out. I think what you could do, Red, on the fly is you could take that and then you could take that really cool uh, uh, fanny pack that Becca just got. You know, the kind that you, it's oh. like both oh. reversed and you could clip that around the eye and then you could change i'm not the dog you're looking for and you could make it silver and then you could make it black and then completely confuse people they say did you see those two dogs that were running around they both were missing the same eye but like it was so weird man one had like a red patch man i'm glad you said that dogs. about the fanny pack and you weren't you just like you like far just <laughs> run around in that in the head in the fanny pack his brain went a lot Just of places. Fanny pack. <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this fanny pack? I'm digging around in the bag. It's like a bejeweled fanny pack. And I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, it's like Grand Theft Auto level paint job, except for your mask. 
I had to highlight Aldrich's comment here. Oh. Pirate Red is Becca's favorite role-playing They call me Jack Sparrow. What you guys Darr. don't know is that he really likes pretending to be a pirate, just like <laughs> in sure. life. Now we do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. now we do. Does he I like to pretend to anything else, Becca? No, uh, I don't want to know. Looking Does for he have booty. Seafair Saturdays? Find the booty. <laughs> That's a good line. Perfect. The showstopper right there. I already have way too many visions in my head now, knowing that. So gross. Red, do you have the puffy shirt? The puffy pirate shirt? <laughs> no, what I have a hook. He's got a hook. He's got a hook. He's got a hook, just like Clinton, man. Do you have a pepper red? <laughs> Army matey. Nope. Is that answer? I like to walk myself down the plank. So 420 is coming up. Who's hosting yeah, the live stream? Ooh, hey, oh, it's on one. Uh, I know. Uncle Rick is hosting a live stream. Oh, I just have to say Astro Charlie's logo for Uncle Rick is phenomenal. I like how he's holding up his hand. Geography. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. I love it's it. It's very fitting. <laughs> it was perfect. He yeah. did a super good job on it. He's really yeah. good. I said, what's your <laughs> latitude? <laughs> and it looks like him. It's even got the crosshairs. Awesome, Amazing. Charlie. Really yeah, good. Really talented, dude. Astro I don't Charlie. know if you guys heard him not on his show, but I agreed to go on their show and help them. At did least you? once a month or so. Yeah, at least once a month or so for they're gonna have a section for new growers that come on and have questions and show their grows to ask questions, oh, or they're gonna have a website where they can submit questions. Cool. Did you notice in, in true Uncle Rick fashion that he's using the wrong Michigan hand? I did. I did. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna mention that too, yeah. Poor Astro, he's gonna go back and do something with it now. Well, it's going to irritate Bluecast more than anybody because she corrects every time. Yeah, she's the only one that <laughs> shit irritates that every time. <laughs> Good work, Bluecast. I mean, not stupid. Wait, Astro says good. he asked. Astro knows he's got his attention. Not to a mistake. <laughs> he asked about the hand. It's great. It makes it's it great. even better. Shout oh, that's Bluecast even more pissed. That's intentional, Bluecast. He intentionally wanted to piss you off. Shout out oh, to Natalie, Astro's girlfriend, for the beautiful card that Tara got me that she made of a kitten and some roses. I have it in the other room like a dummy. But um, so, yeah, thank you, Natalie and Tara. It was beautiful. I, I really beautiful. like Natalie's art style where she she does like collage work. I, I think that's mm -hmm. what you would call it. it. But like she takes like magazines and merges them with other art forms and makes these really cool art. And I, I really like that. Really unique. Yeah, it's really, really cute. I and they're it. older magazines too, so they're like vintage and old stuff that we, you know, can't get nowadays. And she just puts it all together. Or you can, she's got even little packs that you can put your own thing together or make your own little collage of sorts. Uh, super cool. She's got stickers. She's here's, super. Talented. Here's an example of her stuff. So she took like a High Times magazine and merged it with a, I don't know, Good Housekeeping or something, and made this. She does all sorts of collage work, and it's really, really cool stuff. It makes you wonder it what she was holding like, up in the old one. It was probably like a corn dog or something. Yeah, or an iron or some shit. I feel good about it. I, I, I'm sorry. I was. I think I had my foot on her headphones. She, she made some up. stuff for Damn us it. too. Sorry about that. Here, I'll stop sharing so you can show it. Yeah. Custom. The, the OG. Custom. 
Yep. So D O G. Uh, actually sewn in there. Sewn. Yeah. Uh, that's really mm -hmm. cool. Isn't that sweet? And he's got Some a little flowers. crinkly ear. He's got oh. crinkly ear. Some flowers. I thought that's all detail flower. with the crinkly ear. Heck yeah. She's awesome, dude. A dancing beggar, too. I donated some High Times magazines her way when they came out for Hash Bash. Give yeah. a nice little, little stack of some of those. I'm not using I just them. give them both a shout out. They're always positive vibes in the community awesome. and just, you know, happy go lucky people. So it's always nice 100%. to see you guys. Yeah, dude. Absolutely love to spend time with them. <clears throat> yeah, we did some clone swaps. It's been fun. Cool. It's always good yes. seeing them. Talking about them damn clone swaps again, Sequence. Oh, I can't hold it again. No, Red has been trying to get me this clone, I so I, I can no longer hold it against them. It's on me. And uh, <laughs> I will say that on the air. That's all I have to say about that. I'm you really excited. Evolve, He's Red. putting it out there. Citrique is an incredible plant. It's some of my favorite terps I've smoked in the last few years, so I, I would be honored to get it from you. You'll get it. You're going to get it. New colors. I feel we got new colors. Dude, no, well, Ooh, these fuckers nice. were sold out. Like back when we got the white ones, I really wanted black ones, and uh, we ended up getting black. Man, ones. the black is tough. Yeah, I like the map. black. I need to get like a matte. I like that black. black. And, I like all the ways you've been able to repurpose, like your stickers and all of your different stuff oh, to yeah. make all of your, I, you know, really I, clever. Our pre-roll sticker seconds. Instead as... of ordering those like over and over again and having yeah, exactly things for everything, you know, you found a way to make it your stickers you use for your hash jars are on those tens, you know, that sort of deal. And those are those ones that are specifically are singles. The hash jar stickers wouldn't be something that we would hand out. We'd have to cut them off of a page, but that's like, you know, off of a page. I don't really like doing the roll and the wheel thing. I like doing a page just because it files easily. Yeah, that's off of like a page. But I also like vinyl, you know, holds up under like a lot of conditions. Yeah, our pre-roll sticker fits those bags nicely, so that's like kind of like a dual-purpose thing. Yeah, it's not about getting a cricket and die-cutting out the the dog and putting them on the tins, or or even just like your your text logo. Your text logo would be pretty hard to you know get it all out of yeah, there with stupid be. weeding tools yeah. and stuff. But oh, the dog would be pretty easy. The dog would be easy. Yeah, yeah, it, it would definitely be a down the road purchase you know and do Just, something yeah, i've tried these letters are so thin it's yeah, yeah yeah that would be a nightmare with with the uh, actual letter with the text well Lucas, a the camera doesn't do anything justice because nobody can get the shit in focus right yeah they're they're fucking webcams girl, give it a shot get it see for girlies is hard focused like on his face so right he has to break tough. it there it goes there, there you go is. there you go but those are all printed on super high quality equipment he knows what he's doing for sure. I really like the cork too. It's really yes. nice. It's a. Uh, You're lucky uh, baked isn't here because he's got like one of four for growing natural and material. You've got mm -hmm. he's got got the, I bought the Michigan hand that's filled with cannabis. That's Natalie's art that he put onto one. I love that. Cool. Yeah. So, kind of Bake loves it. He really loves this. He got it sticky already. I heard. Yeah, he did get it sticky already. He was trying to figure out how to clean it, and uh, just... Astro said you can clean it how you clean it. I like that. Else. It looks cool. Look at the number one, one of one. Of one. Hey, Damn, you can't even it. use that sucker. So cool. That's yeah, awesome. they make they make really cool like coasters. Wall art. It's fucking sweet. 
I believe Astro is the oh, only right. designer, the exclusive Saturday. designer for the uh, the Harim events. So you can really see lovely. him there, and he does all of the artwork for that. Astro, uh, drop us a location if you can in the chat. You might not be able to. Hey, I, I wanted to. Yeah, tell I don't you think that we, we don't have a we don't have a location yet for Saturday. And for those trying to figure out what Harim hash rules everything around me, Harim. but only mm -hmm. solventless, they wouldn't let me come. Correct. Yeah, that's all. They do have some rules. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's cool. I mean, they're sticking to hash. <laughs> I understand. As as you think I'm, it's cool. I mean, this is I, I, hash. <laughs> I love this dry sift. Just because cool. you use water as a solvent. Yeah, I, I think they define hash <laughs> as solventless only. I don't know. I wouldn't say that solvent stuff is hash. I actually prefer the I rather. I prefer. I prefer the BHO too. Quality. Cleaner on the nail. It's way cleaner on the nail. Like, and I have an expensive nail, so I prefer dabbing that stuff. But the flavor and rosin is good too. I respect it. It was interesting getting a perspective. Uh, you know, talking about events again, but at the Hash Bash Cup, and just you know how many different hashes, whether it's solventless or not, are out there, um, and just the questions you get from people that you know everyone that's has no I never taken a dab before let alone like opened a, a concentrate jar to people that have been doing this themselves for 10 15 years you know um i don't know man i don't know i just <laughs> I'm, I'm, i swear i'm not biased but uh, everyone has a it. preference right, <laughs> I think, and uh and uh i like it all but i would say that i really the bho is much cleaner on uh whatever version of solvent based stuff is way cleaner on the nail quality based bho here's i think here's the thing with bho is it it's been around you know longer or whatever you know it, it, there's okay put it this way there's so much bad bho out there that i think it gets a bad rap that way whereas like you know when you get this event this h or the harim or whatever you get this event of all these high level guys that are coming together and putting a tons of quality hash on a table yeah i mean it's that's awesome to see. But like, I don't know if you ever really saw that with solventless, like you did with BHO, where it's just, I mean, poop soup for years. Well, because it was the original remediation way. It was the original, I can't sell this fucking bud, so I'm going to blast it. It's just like we were talking about the carts, you know what I mean? So uh, sadly, there was a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people well, tried in the very yeah. beginning that, you know. Was Dude, there's not... people blasting butane through PVC tubes onto something in their Dude, back. Yeah, shed I remember the like, old ones where they used to have the fucking. It was not always good. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's still. I mean, it's still not. There's still a lot of not quality stuff out there. You know what I mean? Just look on the shelves or on Weed Maps or Leafly or whatever today. There's still a lot of trash out there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There you See, go. See, Astro's ready for your solvent cup, and he. Do you know how long I've been thinking about that? Dude. I've thought about basically restarting the secret sesh, you know, up at like Vehicle uh, City Social, but doing it like a Fergroli sesh or something. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't think you could do Fergroli sesh. That's right. I know. People, but you I could know. do something. <laughs> you could definitely do something. Or we could. <clears throat> right. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just saying. There's a lot of different events out there now, dude. Yeah, there are. Um, we wanted to do another thing since we did our grow off but putting together an event is a lot of pressure right as a show if we put our name on something we want to go right and it's a lot of work to do that and uh that's been a source of a lot of stress we've definitely thought about it a lot of times we're like doing our own 
Kyle Wright or we judge Flower or something like that because we have a lot of viewers. But yeah, you got to pull it off correctly, or you get a lot of people that go, "Those guys suck," and they did that bad, and we yeah, like now we think more, it was a cash you know? grab or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we didn't want to do any of that stuff. Uh, well, I got to pay yeah, that. Uh, uh, I thought I knew it. It's there's a lot of lady. <laughs> Snap, Gilbo. It was fast, man. I always try to do it on our uh, streamlabs. I did too, Red. I was reaching oh, with my mouse. I was like, "You're gonna run motherfucker." <laughs> I'm just high enough to have tried it, dude. You know, um, beef, I I don't know if the sale's still going. I haven't checked the website in a little while, but I want to make sure I shout these guys out and I get all, all of our viewers chance to get some fucking cheap seeds, man. Uh, while they got them. 20 pack seeds 50% off uh my, my buddy greenfish greenfish seeds greenfish seeds greenfish greenfishseeds.com i believe they're 80 dollar packs they're 20 packs uh this What's he is that's good value this is midwest seed and sour but they're they're 50% off so they're 40 dollars Oh shit! Twenty seeds for forty bucks. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you can't do much better. Now. Diesel 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 Looks like a little oxet tape. Okay. That's pretty cool packaging. I like good that. Packaging. I remember Is that kit and something it's a else. Fucking Def Leppard cassette, yeah. man. East Coast yeah, man. Sour Diesel. So I ordered East Coast Sour Diesel um, <clears throat> because I'm really searching out. The is that East the guys Coast that did the gang gang, right? They did do gang gang. Uh, this is so we got to got, see that at Freedom Green. That was a big plant, really. He's a good, he's a good friend plant. of mine. Did you I like ordered, that one, Tara? Ordered a couple seeds. Yeah, it was it was a big one, and it was very tasty. Really liked like. gang gang. Sent me a little. He sent me a whole bunch. Could be of unruly. Awesome. Testers, Bobo, wow. Kip. There's a bunch of guys back there. Some more East Coast Howard. Red's never growing all those seeds. Never. No, no Red's I'm, got I'm a bounty Alright, it's the pirate's two. booty. It's we we only stash. ordered two packs of seeds. My homie hooked it up. So I'm going to probably give one of these away. It'll probably be a polarity science giveaway. It'll probably be oh, a shit. giveaway Our here this time summer. Maybe we'll see something going on. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see which ones I'm gonna. I'll probably end up breaking a couple of these into like I don't know ten packs and split them up amongst the group or giving them away that way. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I could easily get two ten packs out of these and give those away. So definitely. But this is kind of big news. Also, this is uh, aside from like the eighty bucks that I spent and got fucking two hundred, three hundred fucking seeds, four hundred seeds. Uh, which is a pretty good score. This is uh, the Mean Gene recent drop right on. Yeah, man. Ooh, the not big breeder. What's the story on that, Red? Uh, story is he smokes in Death Star and he goes, shit, that's not the Death Star I have. And um, basically, he was running with this Death Star that he was told was Death Star. Well, if you talk to Cabin 420, there's like four Death Stars, I think. There's like sequence and I both like know that we each probably had two different Death Star cuts. I still uh, haven't had the same one. I've I smoked before. some Death Star that Captain uh, shared with me that was incredibly similar to the Death Star I have. Um, but anyway, this one here is uh, Mean Gene's 
not Death Star, because he smokes some Death Star yeah. and he says, "Oh shit, the Death Star I have, I don't think is Death Star anymore." But uh, he, like he, most strains, I think there's supposed to be one Death Star, and now there's a lot of people that think they have Death Star and they probably yeah. don't have Death Star. Yeah, something. So something like that ended up happening. Uh, according to Captain, there's four Death Star that came out of Ohio. Um, two Sensi leaners, two uh, Diesel right. leaners. Which is Sensi Star. <clears throat> yeah, yeah Sensi Star. Yeah, Beast. that's how I've always heard it was Ohio Death Star. Yeah. And uh, so one's, one's a little heavier on the body, one's a little heavier on the head. I've always had that nice, heady, almost mm-hmm. Diesel leaner, mm-hmm. you know, um, super piney. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So so I was almost thinking in my mind, well, if I want to keep that around. I want to keep that Death Star around. It's it's old, dude. It's old as shit. It's one of my first cultivars I started fucking with back in like 2014, 2013, 2014. It's really old, dude. Uh, it's almost 10 years old. It's just starting to you know lose its vigor. Uh, I want to pull some seeds out of it and not just some random male stuff that I end up finding seed and stocking my outdoor outside. I want to like maybe find a male out of this, not Death Star. What I'm thinking might actually be another because I'm thinking it's still a Death Star. I'm thinking it's one of the other four Death Star. So I might be able to find a male, a Death Star heavy male out of this and pop it on whatever that. it is. Oh, it makes yeah. nice festival hash. Yeah. Either way, either way, working with the mean gene work here is going to be phenomenal and i'm hoping they, they can find a good female out of this i'm curious what that line but anyway oh, it also it also came with this oh here after figueroa does his shout out to dank man dan oh, just just showing it. It. You can talk. he had it focused so i was like i gotta show it it's focused for one this it's called outdoor freebie of course it's like focus runts times cherry uh, limeade is that what it says it's uh g33 times cherry limeade in parentheses on the mail so Runts female G33 cherry limeade. I'm a I would love to smoke a strain called cherry limeade, it's one of my favorite dude, drinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm Sonic, super baby. geeked, super geeked. Sonic <laughs> is the shit, dude, with the did little ever, cube dice. Only their drinks, their food sucks ass. <laughs> did you ever get to try the um cherry lime haze I grew up until 2019? I don't think so. Okay, um, Negative, I'm gonna have to get the Mr. Clean into your hands. Then I think I harvest it in the next two weeks, and it's it's a lime skunk crossed with I think the cube. Um, Go on, it, it's like a cherry lime root beer. So there's still yeah. something else on the end, but it's very much cherry lime. I love that. Lime is one of my favorite cannabis terps. Awesome. It's like so strong, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the re- like it's great. The streak, shit, in my man. opinion, is very like limey. Try to get this uh, focus again. You know, I love that. I have some uh, Lime River Rose from Painted Lady. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I was telling them, Tara, I was telling Sequence before the show started that you got turmeric out of it. And I was like, Lord, I don't. Okay. So I didn't say a New word. I didn't say it. a word to him. And I let him smell it. And I was like, What do you think? And he didn't say anything at first. And then I did finally say, And he was like, Oh my God, I totally get it. So <laughs> he smelled turmeric too. Smell. What are you guys like? Smell. Sorry. Tumor. Hold on. You're smoking no, tumor. Sorry. It's basically it's like Indian, like it's it's Indian food or something. It smells yeah. like Indian food. You know, like curry. 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 Lime called, and curry is what I, I smell. I call turmeric is how I say it, but yeah, it's like it's mustard. And I don't think she'd eaten curry, so <laughs> you do Spartan. say every word wrong, Spartan. So yeah, <laughs> I do too. It's turmeric. She's right. 
I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. Uh, I'm Man, from Ohio. Tumor. We say a lot of things wrong. It's definitely. Oh, no, it was right. right. That's right. All painted lady and I do is watch cooking shows, so we know how those words are said. That's not all we do. We play VR too. Is that how you do Good Housekeeping magazine, dude? I was gonna call you out of that. Most dude, people are actors. They're wrong. I'm more metro than I look. Sorry, I'm just joking. Actors aren't wrong. There's probably actors listening. <laughs> you're not wrong if you're an actor. We're all. Oh, actors, I wanted to right? mention some, uh, I wanted to mention one thing real quick. Um, I. Tuesday, so this coming up Tuesday. If you're anywhere near Birch Run Township, you're gonna to want to show up for the meeting. I believe it starts at seven o'clock. It's probably gonna be probably gonna be a big to-do. There's probably gonna be a lot of cameras and stuff around because the uh picture of or I'm not gonna mention the fuck's name sitting there flicking off the camera went and it got into newspapers and even made some uh, newscasts. So I'm sure there's gonna be cameras there. There's different organizations, caregiver groups that are organizing rides there. I know uh, the caregiver associations. I think they're meeting at Clio. They might be meeting at Clio Cultivation. One group with a bus to, to get people up there. And uh, I've heard of a couple other like organizations getting together to show up. So it's supposed to start at seven. I'd imagine if you wanted to get a parking spot, you're going to show up earlier. And that's oh, what man. day was that? I wish I had that. That's Tuesday, and at seven o'clock the meeting starts. Uh, I can try to find real quick the an address. I bet that guy is really wishing someone hadn't been quick with their camera. I'm. I well, the response that he's put out in the press was was that uh, he's sorry that he, he said he's sorry that he did it, but he's not apologizing to about it. And the uh, the what would you call the person that's like this the that controls the whole like the chair chairman the chairperson yeah the chairperson's response was that there, there was no no retaliation he's going to keep a spot so i think that's what's going to drive a lot of people oh, that was a council people. person that did that yeah it was somebody on okay, the okay yeah he was flicking off the people because they were filming well i don't know that the gist of why he did i'm not going to pretend to be in his head yeah, I was just curious, like the context of everything that makes inappropriate, sense. Or definitely way. inappropriate by any official to, to do that for sure. Well, Birch Run, seven p.m. That is important stuff for the uh, the rights of all of the growers, not only in Birch Run but everywhere else. If if they start adopting these things in various places, they will start adopting them in more places. So you got to try to prevent that as much as possible. It's kind right, of a I'm snowball that rolls downhill. I'm going to attempt to share screen. Wow, this has got a lot of steps to do this. Holy shit. It's giving me tips. You can do it, Boomer. Yeah, Come on, man. I'm ignoring Birch Run it. is doing in the like Saginaw area, isn't it? Wow, it's asking. Birch Run, like Frank. I'm sure the tab. Oh, wow. Yeah, Birch Run's just north of Flint. I was actually up there today, and I, this is kind of off topic, and I don't want to take up too much just did you buy away new, from Spartan here. I had to get new cracks. It's hard to get my size. There he is. Fuck you. Dude, that's all there is. There's a croc store. That's what I was going to say. There's it's so empty. Carry. It's so wild, it. dude. I remember there. growing up stopping there. It was packed. What? Like There's nothing there anymore? There's nothing There's there, dude. It's no, so the, the, empty. Yep. It's so wild. Oh, yeah, wow. Birch Run East or something is completely done. Like they're, Birch they're, Run Township Hall. Yeah, that was their claim to fame, dude. That and uh, the fucking the bacon and shit. You want me to pull that back up, Spartan? Yeah. The, the oh, internet that. prevailed. 
Did it not? Did it stop sharing? I stopped it sharing because you pulled up the other screen. I did. I thought. Oh. It was done. No, I was just trying to show the address there. That's all. I don't know if there's people listening. No. Yeah, we got the address. Burst Run Township Hall. I didn't say the whole address, but that should get you there on uh, your Google Maps or whatever you're using on your phone. Yeah, it's a, it's one one nine three five Silver Creek Drive, Birch Run, Michigan four eight four one five. Tuesday, April twelfth. Oh, beginning at five p.m. I was wrong on the time. Beginning at five p.m. It says this is somebody. This is the people showing up. They're, it looks like they're showing up two hours early. The actual meeting starts at seven, so this group is showing up at five. Wow. That's the type of energy you need to beat these guys that are flipping off the camera and very very against cannabis i know in the town that i work in which is Coldwater, michigan i don't live there but they were starting to propose the cannabis ordinances and stuff and there was a lady in town that owns a funeral service that was so against cannabis she was writing articles in the newspaper like every week all sorts of shit. and now they have like 13 dispensaries down there so you can fight the good fight you can get the stuff passed you can uh protect your rights yeah, this one these people place. don't have to stand in the way this was the one where they were requiring the DEA to come take care of your waste. Like this is the one, this is the place they were having just ridiculous, <sighs> ridiculous like five acre. You have to have five acres to be a caregiver. You have to have that in the township right. that I'm in. Yeah. I was going to say, they're you have to live to there. That, the, the state level. that passed yeah. in my township. Uh, Stacey base was the one that was telling us Assholes. about it originally. And you yeah, can't, and you can't yeah. use cannabis if you're under 18 and a patient. Your medical patient under 18 you can't use cannabis in my township the fuck out of here eventually uh, those sort of ordinances will get tried in court and i think a lot of them are going to lose but it hasn't happened yet so there's I, I have yet to hear of any of them being enforced so i would just keep pushing the envelope to the yeah, enforcement get the fuck out of them I, I you know my township didn't give a shit about writing an ordinance they wouldn't have cared if the MCMA wasn't a thing. I guarantee that my township wouldn't even have cared. They they didn't care. They wanted to stay out of caregivers' business from conversations. Right. You know that somebody got a hold of them and was like, "Hey, you know what you should yep. do? Yep. This worked really good in this place. You should do this here." Yeah, exactly what happened. The municipal organization or league or whatever. Yep. It was. Well, how long do you think? until uh the birch run outlets become this giant campus for growing weed because like you said man those things are emptying out <laughs> they're gonna have well, to do something with it it won't happen if they keep passing these ordinances Who the fuck well is it there? is it anti-caregiver stuff only because i mean that's a obviously it's Who to to good there? Who's Dude, yeah that's that's a good point for growly because right now they're they're what what would it be they're economy in birch run like you would think that that was like one of the largest tourists well like if you lived in michigan that was Dude, like up and down i-75 that was one of two spots it's it's that stops. or west branch yeah, yeah. no there's also yeah. uh the christmas place frankenmuth but that's right you're going to the outlet yeah but what's what's in between there it's nothing but farmland nothing. no yeah so it's like it's a good point because they can be anti-caregiver and pro-cannabis still, especially if they have lobbying. Oh yeah, that works out for pro. That works out for exactly. Yeah. So yeah. let me just hit you with this: is realize that there's a tipping point in all this. Like if you put many more fucking like humongous grows in, all it's going to do is cause the bottom to drop out of this fucking market that much quicker. I'd be surprised. There's still a huge demand. It's already happening. It's already happening, but when you start, it, you can't. There's like there's a tipping point. You can't just keep creating 
more and more product, you've got to be able to vend it. Yeah, you we know saw what it I mean? happen in like Oregon and California. Right. That's the thing with vending. They need to start green lighting more points of sale. That's that's the big thing that all the townships are opted out because that's what they're afraid of is the point of sale. A lot of these agricultural zones, they can handle farmers. They they don't know how to handle the point of sale and people. Dude, it's, they they fear people smoking weed and, and packaging. You read stuff like Luzerne, right, where they they really opt in and they get. I think they have seven different points of sale up there and a bunch of grow spaces. They doubled their tax revenue by embracing cannabis in that area. No. Can we look at need... Warren though? Warren has unlimited recreational grows and processing, and and I think I don't know how many medical, but probably the same with medical. And they have what, f- like four or six medical dispensaries and zero recreational. At, at and that's yeah. that's you know the complete opposite. That's very of surprising. Area. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. I don't get it. Detroit, you know, all of Detroit. most of them are going they're this shit across eight opinion. miles. What they're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want it in Macomb County. You know, there's a lot of people that want to keep it medical. Obviously, in Detroit, with the way that's guys, it off. passed. It's, it, it's yeah. going. It's going adult use. Detroit passed through. Detroit. It's going through in the next couple months. Though there's applications, applications, applications available in June or something like that. It's the second time it's passed. I'll yeah, I was gonna say it passed before and then got struck <laughs> down by the Supreme Court or whatever for being yeah, that's, uh, that hasn't been decided too much in favor of the people that had been arrested before and all the different social things market, they were doing. The market a, a a leg up and they said nope, fuck that, we can't do that. That makes it unfair to people who've never had fucking deal with cannabis in their life and they just want to make money. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was too fair to the caregivers, so they had to get rid of that or yeah. that what they were trying to do there. I liked it though because that's when you could go to a dispensary and you had no fucking clue what the fuck you were buying. You were just like, "Let me smell that." Oh shit! Oh, man, you I don't sign a waiver that said is. you knew it wasn't tested and it was grown. Yeah, you know, so what? that was part of the, the intake process. I was good with that. Um, they should still allow that. Why did that go away? Exactly. Money, lobbying. That's about a waiver. As long as you sign a waiver, they should allow that. They should still allow the caregiver to. Dude, I'll it. even go get it tested, man. Right. I'm give me, saying. give me the logistical ability to get there, though. Show me that's a reason where it was why when I was tested. trying to do it. Like I, I had a, a grow, and I had a why dispensary in a certain place that was offering me a lot of money, but I had to get it tested, and they would take it and stuff. And at that time, I didn't have a big enough grow. But if I did, then, you know, that's what they were asking for. They wanted it to pass metric testing, and then they would buy my caregiver product. Well, that's, that's what I would like to see. You know, that's ideal. Yeah. That's what I've heard is happening is these big commercial places are taking all those little guys' weed and mixing it in with theirs. And they're taking all that product, and that's what's flooding the market. So like all the other illegal, not even caregivers that are pumping out all this weed and they're putting the bill for them to do it and without licenses. And then they're just mixing it in. Uh, yeah, I wonder how much of that backdooring is. I'm not on. saying it's Mitten Spartan I, by any means. I'm not even at Mitten anymore. I'm just saying I like Thank to see you. the evidence of that because. I just knew everywhere I walked, I was under camera. So how the hell would you get away with that? Yeah, that's... You want to know? Vans. Huh? There's ways, I'm sure. A delivery. All that's 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 what I've been maybe on camera then. I'm, I'm just saying the fucking this camera's coming in the parking lot. This I've I've parking. heard of some shots. Everything at our work is on camera. I mean, I, our, actually, okay, so our the power went out and our cameras went down. We had to leave. We had to evacuate. I'm not evacuate, but we all had to leave the building. They wouldn't even let us in there without the cameras working. So 
poor girl is just waiting patiently. Sorry. Oh, there's ways. There's, I don't know that ways. You know, that needs all the stuffs on the air or whatever, but yeah, they have ways to do that. I'll I'll just throw one out there. Um there's okay, so the the grows, dispensaries, anything cannabis related on any of the many um reservation properties or whatever you want to call it here in Michigan are not regulated the same way, but they can kind of bounce around back and forth in between those markets. So it's a point of entry, if you will, for uh, not so regulated material from my understanding. I am not participating in that whatsoever, um, but I've heard of it a few times actually. Um, from different people. So I don't know, you know, it seems, I, I guess that's one way to get around it, but yeah, I was with you Spartan until I heard that. I'm like, dude, everything's tag seed to sale. Like, you know, it's cameras everywhere. Like they'll go back and look at stuff. Like the second they get any sniff or any, you know, whistleblower or anything like that, they're going to dig into it. So, I mean, I wouldn't be risking my license, but oh, there, really there are life. shops that like, I know because people have like gotten jobs there briefly and then like, left and like you know talking shit under the table is like there's just garbage bags full of product laying around in storage rooms un like without metric tags like there's they're selling you know multi multi ounces to people like like half pound pounds to people like because they're allowing them to come back and do multi-transactions throughout the day stuff like that like all stuff that the mra would say no to but for some reason right. metric doesn't red flag this certain behavior and so the mra really doesn't know unless they do an audit so like you said there has to be a whistleblower or there has to be so yeah i think that sometimes like because honestly 100 grand a day is enough to pay some fines possibly you know what i mean if, or you know, or if you're just in it real quick, man. If the only punishment is license in, makes a mind bail. A whole different deal. Yeah, that's a life. Yeah. That's a life. Well, they shut down. They don't. They do more than that. Like with Iron Labs, right. they shut the fuckers down. That's what I mean. But but I mean, if someone's business plan is to come in, make a few mil and bail, big fucking deal. Uh, yeah, I see you know, yeah. So I mean, that's that's this is you know, this I is not say the it, longevity market, right? Exactly, exactly. A lot of people, a lot of people in this industry, build up shop. And they're gone in 60 days. They buy a house, they put it up, they're gone in 60 to 120 days. You know what I mean? That's this industry. There's a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on right now, too, in this industry in Michigan, particularly. I you said murders. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, right? Those two. <laughs> murders and acquisitions. <laughs> so that's changing the game a little bit, too. You know, um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting landscape. Definitely. Yeah, stuff like complicated. Uh, it's still changing. That they're running into. Oh, ever changing. It's gonna be a long time until we get this shit figured out. Um, MSOs, power to purchase. You know what I mean? What's yep. an MSO? That multi-state, uh, multi-state operator. So like all of the MCMA, big MCMA corporations are multi-state. Like they started in California and they own businesses here. Well, they brought their lobbyists with them too, and they said this is what worked in California. So we already have a plan that you guys can enact in your state. And they have all the materials and shit handled. Yep. Compliance directives, SOPs, and all that shit. And they come in and they purchase you out for a few million or multi hundreds of million or whatever it is. And that's how it happened in Florida, right? They had like six licenses for the whole state, and all of them were like 40 or $50 million a piece. So who do you think pulls together the investment to do that? Nobody. 
you know, so they're all owned by these big multi-state organizations. Bum, 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 bum. So you got you got two sides of the same thing. Wow. In Michigan, we have a lot of licenses, so they're cheaper. But at the same time, you have companies that own fifty of them, so it's complicated. All right, six minutes left. Does someone have something positive to say? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know if this is positive. I was going to go back down that. I was going to go back down that. I was going to say Spartan mentioned he's not admitting anymore. What? 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 Yeah, I guess I could address it. I've addressed it on the other shows. I'll address it here. Um, I love Mitten because it came to my attention that uh, some product was sold to Flourish specifically, which is an MCMA affiliate, Dispo here in Michigan. And when I talked to management about it, the owner about it, it didn't. I wasn't satisfied that that wasn't going to happen again. So I had to walk away from it. I've got no hard feelings or or animosity there. I made some really good friends there. I just can't have my name behind behind that because, you know, I I came from the caregiver market and whether they're going to put that title on me or not, I will forever be a caregiver. And I'm not going to shit on that. So I walked. Yeah. You're preaching it on all the shows, right? So you're kind of practicing what you preach, but at the same time, you got the mitten hats behind you. You know, lots yeah. of respect for those walk guys and, you know, no hard feelings. No, no, not at all. I still support those guys, and uh, you know, to my knowledge, that's the only. Cheers, the GML. Only one, the only one. Thank you, GML. Um, that's the only shipment that went to the MCMA to their credit that I'm aware of, and I've also heard that they've signed a long-term deal with a non-MCMA for some future harvest. So, cheers to them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, they knew. <laughs> there was no doubt you know among everybody there they know how i felt about the mcma so um true that it was an easy easy decision it wasn't if, no. it, there's also know what the times are too because i bought i doubt he wanted to do that but man he's yeah i'm sure he's just in a hurry to move something and, there's uh, no no question there's no question fun. about the integrity that this man has i hope everyone i hope that's very clear to everyone and I'm sure exactly. it is. anyone that's been following Spartan, especially in the last year or so, um, I applaud you, Spartan. I think it takes balls of steel to do what you do. And I think whoever or, or wherever you go is going to be extremely lucky to have you working for them or with them. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what you're, if you already have something lined up or what, but uh, best of luck to you. And I'm excited to see what happens, man. But God, balls yeah, I couldn't agree more. Steel. Put his money where his mouth is, right? You know, literally, that's that was the breadwinner right there. Well, I'm thank you for first and foremost, thank you. But um, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can just walk away and still be in decent shape. Um, I've put some money aside, so I'm okay. And um, doesn't matter what I do at this point, uh, my finances are in, in such order that I can work at the damn gas station and, and survive just fine. So, um, I'm just kind of going to take a couple of weeks off to decompress and and uh, relax for a second, and then yeah. <laughs> then I'll see what I've already have. I've already got things floating my way. I'm I'm going to take a look at everything and, and make a decision. But uh, I don't know, you man. Know what I, I think really, would be great, dude. What Walmart greeter, dude. Greeter is what I was going to say too. Yeah, yeah get the vest, dude. man. Put the vest. Get the vest. Hello, you know, welcome to Walmart. Great. 
I think would be great would be working at a greenhouse. I think would be great. Yeah, That's it would great. be. Yeah. I saw Bordines is hiring. <laughs> there you go. I told I told my last job, least amount of responsibility possible. <laughs> Had keys within fucking six months. No paperwork. <laughs> That's because everybody. The turnover at these places is crazy. Well, well, people will get hired and five days later be gone. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm about to plant. I'm a, I have a passion for it. And uh, I'm not saying that that's not uh, their passion there, but it's my number one passion. And uh, you can't shit on it. I'm sorry. I come from the medical side of things. It's not it's not a profit thing. I mean, fuck, I give RSO to people. You know what I mean? It's not, it's about right. the fucking medicine. Um, and one thing I want to do is the big thing I want to do is I'm going to try to step my game up step one on my RSO making. I'm going to look at uh, some lab equipment rather than the extract craft to try to up my game. I've been researching that the last couple of days. So that's kind yeah, of that's my cool. I want to talk first about. plan to oh, do. Yeah. Upcoming what, content. What do, what do you need? Because I have, dude, some serious lab equi equipment sitting in I'm just going to start with a rotovat, man. That's all I need. That's okay. pretty. That's, I'm, I'm looking. For, probably going to start at least five liter. I don't want to go. Oh much shit! I got a two liter. I think uh, two liter would be okay, I guess. But five liter would be way better. <laughs> <laughs> Spartan's got work to do for Groly. Well, well no, uh, nothing but respect from us, Spartan, and, and all of the chat. You, you knew that definitely. you were going to get that already, but but you did. I really appreciate it very much. Um, we're going to roll into our outros, but I want to thank Dick's Metables, our sponsor. And everyone on the show, Mr. Growit, I would appreciate him and his viewers for joining us tonight. It was a really great show. Thank all of you guys for sharing your time with us. Uh, if you don't have anything to say real fast, I'm going to roll into the outro and we're going to get out of here. I love you. Three, two, Cheers, one. Cheers, everybody.